Val Pancakes here, and joining me tonight on the stack, I have the frat daddy, Bryce Cannon. Um, part of Exotic Youth with Zach Mosley. Uh, you may have seen him on AEW Dark, Talking Shopamania, um, in Southern States Professional Wrestling, Southern Honor Wrestling, and on favorite near and dear to the hearts of the Ball Monkeys, um, Uncharted Territory, Southeast First Edition on IWTV, where we have a lovely banner. Um, please welcome Bryce Cannon. <laughs> thanks, thanks for having me. Um, I'm really excited. You know, um, I've listened to a lot of you know your podcasts, so I'm excited to be on here. Oh, bless. Thank you. I um, when we started talking, I was like, I know I've seen this guy before, and I couldn't like place where. And then I was like, kind of scrolling through your Twitter, and I was like, oh, I watched every episode of Uncharted Territory, um, as I would clearly right. so um, i was like okay yeah now i know i've seen him before so that yeah, me. Uh, a lot of people see my hair and they're like i know this guy from somewhere and they either think you know it's it's wrestling or um the name just escaped me and i was about to say it um he's like at one of the old school he's not even a wrestler um it'll come to me whenever whenever we talk about something else but uh road dog actually called me at one time and uh, he couldn't think of the name on the spot either. It was like after my match, he goes, you know, I'm sitting here trying to t call you this guy's name and I could not remember for the life of me. So is it is it is it the guy on your Twitter with the picture? The Yeah, that's going to Grimley. Ed Grimsley. Yes. Yes. OK, that that's it. I knew it was something like super simple. And I'm like, why is it escaping me now when I'm put on the spot? But yeah, so people think those two things, either a professional wrestler or B Ed Grimsley. So <laughs> by character by martin short um do go look it up it is kind of funny there was like an ed ed grimley cartoon i mm -hmm. remember when i was a kid yeah. but also i think when he was doing a bunch of snl like in the 80s i think it was part of that too right. i'm old so yeah see i fine. had to do my research and look it up whenever people started calling me ed grimsley and then i saw the uh the picture like going around on twitter right now and i was like I mean, I get the resemblance, but no, not at all. I get, I get Ed Grimsley and uh, something about Mary all the time. And I'm just like, like, really? Like, I don't see the resemblance. I feel like you could beat up Ed Grimsley if that helps. Yeah. He's almost like a Pee Wee Herman wannabe. Like, you know, and one of my favorite wrestlers, The Miz, I mean, you know, he had his running with Pee Wee Herman. So, I mean, you know, I guess uh, it's a thing. I can see, can see the parallels. <laughs> no. <laughs> so what was a young Bryce like what were you like as a child I was forced to grow up very early to be honest um some things happened but during that um is really where wrestling came into my life so I was always optimistic, always happy-go-lucky, even though things, you know, weren't the smoothest. Um, I actually lost my grandmother on Christmas morning when I was eight years old. So things got a little, and she was like my best friend. Um, and so like in our living room, <clears throat> we had a coffee table and I would always have like the uh, WWE ring and entranceway and all the action figures. I had like, um, I know some, some states have, trash can sized recycling bins but we had just like the little the tub pretty much 
And so I had one of those tubs, like just full of action figures. And so I just remember she would just watch me all the time, play with those action figures. She'd always give me money to go to Toys R Us to get an action figure like that. So when she passed, um, I took it pretty hard, uh, mainly, you know, she was my best friend, but then also, you know, Christmas is like a odd time, but oddly enough, she hated Christmas. She thought it was overrated. Um, so we laugh about that, but yeah, I was just kind of forced to grow up a little bit, but through that hard time is like when wrestling, like really like helped me get through a lot of the stuff. Um, but I was, um, always one to get in trouble. Um, my mom actually bought me a shirt that, um, said, I don't look for trouble. Trouble finds me. And that was like the motto I went through my whole life pretty much. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, I, um, I had an awesome childhood. I will say that, um, I grew up with a brother, a full-blooded brother, a half brother, and then four step siblings. So a uh, big household. Um, we always, you know, go out, wrestle on the trampoline, you know, so very active, very, um, troublemaking, very spontaneous childhood of mine. I will say that. Nice. So, um, Ultimately, what made you decide to pursue going into to wrestling? And then what were some of the best things you learned while training? Yeah, so it's, it's kind of odd. Um, I mean, you hear it all the time. You know, you grow up wanting to be a wrestler. I grew up that way, but I was also very, uh, like I said, I was optimistic and very realistic with my thoughts growing up. And I was like, that's never going to happen for me. Um, you know, there number one, I really didn't know about the indie scene growing up as most children don't, you know, because uh, whenever your parents or grandparents take you to these shows, you think, oh, these guys are, you know, big leagues, like whenever you get taken to a wrestling show. And so, um, you know, my granddad, he would always take me to the indie shows uh, closer to where we lived in Fort Valley, Georgia, um, which oddly enough is where I trained. And that was the first promotion that I worked for, um, AWN, All-Star Wrestling Network. It's closed down now, but they were out of Fort Valley, Georgia. And a lot of the um, main guys today, actually, I mean, used to run in Fort Valley as well. Um, Logan, or Cruel, as some would know, uh, Logan Creed, Michael Stevens. um, Yeah, a lot of them. Um, Fry Daddy, he's been on AW Dark a few times. But back, like, just growing up, like I said, I just remember thinking, like, you know, I'll never be this. It would be cool. But it's almost like wanting to be a super, like, Superman or something like that. You know, it's not going to happen. It'd be cool. So fast forward a couple years, AWN shut down, and they reopened. And I just graduated high school, and me and one of my buddies that I worked with um I talked him into going I was like hey my granddad used to take me to this show like it's probably not going to be the biggest thing in the world it's probably going to be dumb honestly but let's go check it out hadn't been to an indie show since I was a little kid so I was like you know what? I'm gonna think this is dumb seeing it now and as we're watching through the show you know I'm heckling the guys I'm like you know just having fun being a mark or whatever and then a guy comes out and I'm like I tapped my buddy. I said, I went to school with him. And so after the show, I, uh, or I think it was the next day I text him. The show was on a Friday. Um, so I texted him that Saturday and said, Hey man, like, 
you know, I've always had an inter interest in pro wrestling, but never really knew how to get into it. They never thought about really getting into it. And he was like, yeah, man, meet me there on Sunday if you want. And I was like, okay, that's kind of sketchy. But the more you learn about wrestling, the more sketchy, the, the realistic it is in wrestling. So, <clears throat> but so me and my dad and a couple of my friends, we ran a donut 5k that Sunday morning and a donut 5k is halfway through. They give you six Krispy Kreme donuts and then you run the other half while finishing the donuts. Me, I just gave them to my dad because I'm not a really big sweet eater anyways, but my dad finished 12 donuts the second half of the race. And then I told him, I was like, well, hey, I got to I got to bounce. I got to go try this wrestling thing. I got to go see what this is about. So my boss at the time, I worked at a tire shop. My boss at the time, he was also like my best friend. It's kind of weird, but because um, he's like 40 and I was like 18. But that was just the crowd I hung around. And so he was like, you know what? These were actually his words. He told me later on, at least, you know, I really went to watch you fail. I went to watch you make a fool of yourself. So it was pretty encouraging, like, because he's seen where I am now. And so, um, yeah, I went, um, took my first bump. And I mean, you hear it all the time. I fell in love with it. Um, but then the guy was like, Hey, all right, cool. Yeah. We learned how to do the body slam. We learned how to take your, take a back bump. Um, now I'm gonna teach you how to take a chair shot. And I said, Whoa. Uh, I was like, I don't, I mean, I don't know a lot about this sport, but I'm pretty sure that's not the next step. It seems like that escalated quickly. <laughs> very, very. And I was just like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Like I was expecting like a five minute match or something before getting hit with a chair, but maybe I'm wrong. So I, I took the chair shot like an idiot, but, and I was like, wow, okay, this stings. All right. Uh, if this is going to be what wrestling is, then wow, this sucks. But so they had another show um, about two weeks later and I went and I just kind of went up to the concession stand and said, Hey, like, is there anyone back there that like, trains professionally like that you know has some credibility behind them to where i can actually do this because i don't think i was being trained correctly and so they gave me the uh, information to michael stevens uh, marvelous michael stevens um who was the head trainer for awn versus just showing up with someone who had keys so <laughs> um but then marv he told me hey meet us up here on sunday it was a different sunday but um he actually made me pay him money so that's when i knew okay maybe this guy's a little bit more legit and so yeah it was me and four other guys and um only two of us are still wrestling well including marv but yeah only two of the trainees are still going so that's kind of how i got into it i don't know from what i have heard over the years from the people that I've spoken with, from the people that I know, just because you give somebody money does not make them a credible trainer. Well, well that, that's very true. Okay. I will say that's very true. Marv, he was great. Marv trained me phenomenally. Like I give all the credit to training me. Yeah. That's just my mindset back then. I was like, okay, I'm paying this guy money. Like here, you know, here we go. We're about to yeah. learn some stuff. Like, <laughs> 
So what is one of the things that you learned while training that like still like you take with you to this day? Like when you go out for matches or wrestling or whatever? Uh, There's actually a few things. Uh, The first thing that I definitely learned was respect. Um, You know, respect the sport first off. Um, You know, there's a lot of guys who paved the way for us and whether it's wiping your feet on the ring, whether it's, you know, in the back shaking hands whether it's saying hey like just be respectful because respect will take you a long way in this business um because there's a lot of guys that you know if you're found to be egotistical or anything like that you're frowned upon you know so definitely respect was instilled in us um and then you know just taking care of each other um whether it's in the match like looking for little keys and stuff like that to um say someone's hurt or something like that, like no, knowing how to take care of my opponent um, to make sure, you know, that they get home to their families, just like I want to get home to mine at the end of the day. You know, a lot of us, we have uh, regular jobs. We, this is our, you know, our, you know, stepping stones until hopefully a contract is signed or something like that. So we all want to make sure that we get home safe and, you know, the way that we left. Um, but the other like big thing is treat every match like it's your last, whether it's, you know, you're curtain jerking and have five minutes just to get the crowd on their feet or your main eventing for 45, 30 minutes, uh, in front of 10 people, you know, that could be your last match. And how, how do you want to remember that? Um, and Marv actually made us like, even during training matches, pretend there's a crowd here he said if i'm the only fan in this in in this building right now i want to feel something i want to feel emotion so um that's kind of one thing that i i learned in training but one thing that i've kind of learned just kind of me myself and this is just character work honestly is based off of personal feelings of how I remember going to the shows when I was a kid, like in that, that heel would like, even though I didn't know he was a heel or a bad guy, he would look at me and tell me to shut up and sit down. And I just remember how, how that made me feel like, Oh my God, this dude's fixing to come out of the ring and you know kill me. Like, and then like, I just remember like, whether it was a face, like in a submission or a headlock or something like that, just like reaching out to me or something like that, making me feel something. Um, that's one of the biggest takeaways. Like, if I can make a kid or somebody forget what's going on in the real world for my seven to eight minutes, I'm out there and allow them to feel an emotion and feel, you know, important that, Oh my God, I'm reaching out to you for this help. Like uh, I've done my job and that's something that I've learned that is very uh, rewarding. Nice. Yeah. Especially, you know, to acknowledge, especially little kids love that kind of stuff. Like even right. if, even if you are telling them to shut up and sit down, like right. And, and I think just my, being acknowledged, right. And so, like my biggest thing is it's, it's very old school and very like cheap heatish, I'll say. But like when I'm walking out and that kid is like going for the high five, typically exotic youth wear the wear the heels in the situation. So I'll just take my paddle and raise it and do like that. Them kids, woo they freeze up and everything. And I, in the back of my head, I'm laughing hysterically, but like on the outside, I'm like, yeah, I got you. Got you. Like (laughs) I made made you feel something. I did my job today. 
So who has had the most influence on you both in and out of the ring? And that can be two different people. Um, inside, um, you know, there's, there's actually a lot of people. Um, I would actually say Zach um, and, and Peps. They've both um, taught me a lot. Um, not only like about wrestling, but just about myself in general. Um, cause it's easy to get down on yourself in this business. Um, and just kind of think like, you know, man, like, is, is anything ever going to happen with this? And so when we get in that, um, it's easier, I would say with, with a three man group, cause you know, you're able to talk to each other and stuff like that. Um, but those two, um, the, any, any time we're out there, we learn something new about each other, whether it's okay. I can actually go a little faster in the match than I thought I could or I can you know hang with these guys or whatever and Zach and I feed so well off of each other um it's like oh man like did you see what we did out there like that was kind of cool like we didn't even mean to do this like there was one time where I took my uh one of my polos off and distracted the ref and Zach wasn't even paying attention and I just tossed my shirt and he reached behind and caught the shirt behind his back and he was just like brushing his hands back but he just caught the shirt and he was like, Oh, bam, went ahead and like started choking the guy. And we were just like, you know, that like there's a bond there. And, you know, when there's a bond there, you know, it just makes it even that much more worth doing what we're doing. So I would say like, you know, I've taken the most from Zach um, whenever it comes to inside of the ring. Now outside of the ring, I would definitely say my dad, um, just cause he is, he's very supportive of what I do. Um, and he's always been there for me and my brother. Um, and I, I'm one of those people, I get, I'll get emotional if I do too many comments, but yeah, I would say my dad most definitely. Aww. Yeah, I can't, I, I can't, I can't do the compliment thing. <laughs> oh, is that why you're like a bad guy? Yeah, like, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would probably say that. Yeah. <laughs> like my girlfriend, she'll write me a birthday card. Now, like I say, I can't read it. Uh, I Like I can't, I can't do it. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, well, I don't, I mean, it's okay to cry. You can cry here if you want to. I'm not going to oh, no, I can't you. do that. That'll ruin my image. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on uh, Twitter everywhere. If that's the case. <laughs> I, I would clip it out. I would just put it Bryce Cannon cries and it would just be <laughs> yeah. you crying on a loop. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> I would say, okay, cool. She said she'd cut it. And then <laughs> wait, that's not the cut I thought. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Right. <laughs> um, so what would you say has been your greatest achievement in wrestling so far? And that can be whatever greatest achievement means to you. If it's like title or if it was like a specific match or a show that you appeared on, whatever you would consider your greatest achievement? Um, there's actually quite a few, just because I never thought I would make it this far. I mean, I know I really haven't gotten anywhere, but I mean, I, I'm just being realistic. Like, I haven't really made a name as big as some others, you know. But for what I have done, um, AEW was a big one for me, um, just because... I never thought that I would be able to perform, you know, in front of 11,000 people. So, um, cause we were like semi main of dark. So the state, this arena was pr- practically full. 
because it was a sold out show um and that was in savannah which makes it even more cool because um like walking out there there were fans from that show um that i wrestled at in um savannah and just hearing like when you even though we didn't get an entrance you know they took us down the back side of the entrance but when people like saw me they were like i heard somebody go oh shit it's bryce cannon and and rick knox looked at me and goes are you known around here i said i am today and he laughed and so that was just a really cool feeling um that that would be like my greatest achievement so far personally um but then also i would say um georgia they do awards um every year and there's a lot of rumors and stuff that go on with them and politics but um i was actually nominated for best male performer of 2021 and i had no idea like i when i submitted like my entry i didn't even put my name down on any of the awards I was like, you know, it is what it is. Like, I'm sure Exotic Youth will win Tag Team of the Year, I'm sure. But I wasn't expecting, like, a singles award. And then, so, like, I was just listening to um, Larry Goodman and Stephen Platinum listing off the nominees for the year. And then they're like, Best Male Performer, Ashton Starr, Bryce Cannon. And I was like, what? Like, I, I think they, they read that wrong. And then I, I ended up winning it. So, um, and I didn't politic it. I, cause I was one of those, I was just like, you know what? Yeah, it would be cool on the resume, but it's like, it's not going to be career changing or anything like that. But then I ended up winning it and that was a complete shock. So that would be the other top moment for me. Nice. So on, on the flip side of that, what has been the greatest obstacle that you've overcome in wrestling? Ooh, now that's a good one. Cause there's several. Ooh, whatever you feel like sharing. <laughs> yeah, um, I would say um, definitely COVID. Um, COVID was, I mean, a big one for any anybody outside of wrestling. Um, in real life, it was an obstacle. In wrestling, it was an obstacle because there's no shows. But it was, honestly, COVID was also one of those things that I believed helped me because I tried to stay on social media as much as possible. Um, I've yet to figure out Twitter. So that's why you guys probably don't see me on Twitter a lot, but I've been trying here lately. Um, but Facebook, I was just on it constantly trying to come up with content. Um, but my biggest obstacle would happen actually right before COVID. Um, I dislocated my patella. Um, luckily, I didn't have to have surgery, but um, I did three months of uh, rehab on it. And uh, I came back in January. And then COVID hit in like February, March. So it was kind of like a double whammy. So those were definitely my biggest uh, obstacles. Um, the only thing I can tell you about Twitter is just to tweet a lot. Yeah. Just just a lot. My, my like, problem is I forget. Like, <laughs> I just forget. Like, I tweet, I tweet the absolutely most, like, dumb random shit all the time. Yeah. I tweeted it. I was doing laundry. <laughs> yeah. But then I'm like, I'm also that type. It's like in the back of my head, like, man, nobody reacted to that. Like, like, man, no, nobody, nobody I did laundry today. <laughs> like, Nobody reacts to that stuff until you tweet a lot and you have a lot of followers. And then you do like, I got like likes and 
comments on it. Like someone right. just told me this is boring. I was like, Thanks. well, Thanks for yeah, the engagement. Like, yeah, like my my life isn't all like I. Yes, I like going to wrestling shows. I go to a lot of wrestling shows. I eat a lot of junk food, and right. I post a lot of pictures of my cat. But like, <laughs> sometimes I just have to do laundry. Like, yeah, yeah. Like the one thing about Twitter that I really like is those spaces, which is how you know this this came about. So yeah. I I have enjoyed that. That that was pretty cool. So and I've gained a few followers and stuff like that from those spaces. So. Yeah, I, I'm gonna just try to join as many of those as possible and see see what happens. The spaces are fun. Um, so we talked before all of this that you have a dog. I do post pictures of your dog. Yeah, well, people see, that, love those are pets. From my archive. No, yeah, I I definitely will. The thing is, is I just don't want to steal Zicky's gimmick with Gordo but he is slowed down on the Gordo pictures. So I was like, you know what? Like legend might have to make an appearance on the Twitter. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of wrestlers with dogs mm-hmm. and Zicky will be fine. He's outlandish. He's got this. <laughs> well, he's got heat with everybody right now. So uh, yeah, I, I guess I'll join the club just because I post my Frenchie as well. So yeah. Heck yeah. Get get heat with Zicky Dice. I'm sure that's like a hashtag, right? Get heat with Zicky Dice. Yeah, I think that's like his new thing. Is like we got heat. <laughs> like he'll just go up to anybody now. Like he's gone up to like some just random guy. I mean, you could tell he was on something, but he was like, "Hey man, we got heat," and this dude just goes off about something random. And Zicky's like, "Oh, all right, so we got heat, right?" <laughs> and the dude's like, "Heat? Huh? All right, yeah." <laughs> It was like, it was pretty funny to me, but I'm one of those people I find Napoleon Dynamite funny. So dry humor is like the best for me. That's fine. I, I think everything is funny, um, sometimes to my detriment. So, yeah, I can be that way too. Like, I, I'm the type, like, I'm that friend you don't tell anything serious to because I, I don't know how to handle the situation. I'm like, mm, okay. And I just laugh in your face and I'm like, I don't mean to, <laughs> but. But, haha. Yeah. <laughs> Feel better, I guess. <laughs> Sorry about your dad. No. <laughs> right, exactly. I've had that happen where they're like, yeah, my grandma passed away and I'm like, oh, 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 oh. Uh, <laughs> sorry i don't i don't know what to say like don't i'm ill-equipped to handle these right, things don't, don't come at me with that <laughs> so if you had an action figure of yourself and it was one of the action figures that could talk what would you want it to say and what accessories would it come with so i actually have two fan-made action figures wow uh no but um if it was made by like mattel or someone like that um it would definitely come with a paddle and a little hard seltzer can i don't know if they'd be able to put logos or anything on it but definitely that um sunglasses and a bedazzled letterman's jacket like i come out with uh and then it would just probably say like you're a chooch or something like that like i say would you have like special limited edition, like with like Chase, like with different polos? Oh yeah, of course. Cause I have, I have at least 20 different polos. And the funny thing is I will give you a little exclusive here. 
I'm yes. colorblind. So picking out polos to match gear is the hardest thing for me. But my girlfriend helps me out. So, well, thank goodness she's out here doing the Lord's work, coordinating your polos. Work, right. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with the next set of exotic youth gear, though. That one's to, to be seen. I don't know what I'm going to do with those. So, we'll have to see. I'm excited now. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we're, we're excited about them. We should be getting them closer to the new year, but um, everything's paid for and everything. We're just waiting to receive them. Exciting, but yeah, we'll have no. to. I would love an action figure like that. that would be that and on a video game. I think that you would do well in both of those situations because you have like a really distinct look about you, like with the hair. Yeah, I actually like- listened to like um, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers, you know, um, wrestling figure pod, and you know, they talk about being toyetic and everything like that. And I'm like, <laughs> if this hair ain't toyetic, then I don't know what is. And I will say, I would probably do an attachable head for me with my hair like messed up because that is like the key thing that people want to see whenever they wrestle me or whatever. So I'm sure if they bought a Bryce Cannon action figure, I would get beat up all the time in the action figure world. So I would give them a messed up hairdo. Would you have like molded plastic hair or would you have more like Barbie hair where it's like moldable? Ooh. Or they could brush it. (laughs) no i would not let them brush my hair i would like to control my hair so i'll stick with the hard plastic (laughs) because if you touch it 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 pretty much feels like hard plastic so (laughs) cyh control your hair right control your control your your heritage (laughs) okay that's that's a new shirt coming soon to pro wrestling tees (laughs) control your heritage (laughs) I've been trying to think of like <laughs> hair puns like that because you know, uh, Matt Cardona, Zach Ryder, back in the day, he had the take care and spike your hair gimmick. So I'm like, you know, I need to come up with something like that. Like, that's awesome. Control. I'm, I'm writing that down. And so I'll send you some of the proceeds. <laughs> just, you know, just put your little credit about pancakes on there. It's all I have. Yeah. I'll have a pancake on like the back of the neck or something. That would be hella cute. (laughs) Control your hair. It's written down. You're serious about this. I love that. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I don't even know if control your narrative is still like a like what's going on with them. So I know they're still doing some shows and stuff, but I don't think they're. I mean, a lot of those people aren't available to do that anymore. Not not all the named ones. Like I, I wrestle at a show, um, District Championship Wrestling here in Atlanta. And um, I know CYN is about to do a little angle with like the factory and Billy Gunn's thrown in there somehow. So um, at their December show, December 18th, it's uh, QT and Billy Gunn versus EC3 and Fodder. So that, that'll be cool. That'll be fun. You can control your narrative. Right. If I can figure out or find a graphic designer to make that ASAP, I'll have that on a shirt. Like, hey, (laughs) do you approve EC3? I love that. I if that ever comes to like a V, like if you really make that like a thing, I will absolutely buy one a thousand. Oh no, I I am definitely gonna do it. If I can find somebody to like tweak their logo just a little bit to where I don't get (laughs) 
copyrighted. <laughs> if that thing is copyrighted, I will do it. You could probably do it under parody. Yeah. Like yeah. you do with other logos. That's but... true. <laughs> but I don't know. Don't take my advice. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just spitballing here. I'm weird about that stuff. I'm like, look, if I get a cease and desist, like, um, <laughs> sorry, you're not getting much from me. <laughs> Here's a paddle. <laughs> Uh, so um i've been working with my local for like 10 years all my friends are wrestlers at this point in my life i I have no other social circle so i have adopted some of these so i'm going to ask you what is the wrestling word that you use most outside of wrestling That's a good one. I use I use a lot of them. Um, <laughs> I'll ask you this: What is the one you use? Uh, for me, it's probably um, popped or like um, work and shoot. I think that's it for me. The work and shoot one—that's the one that pops in my head the most. Either that or like a mark, like calling someone a mark, even if it's not like <laughs> in the context of wrestling. Yeah, that, that would probably be it for me, a work or shoot. The other one that I hear a lot from people is gimmick. Everything's gimmick. You know, I, I didn't really like that one just because, um, you know, some some people like overuse that term and it's like wrestlers. It's wrestlers that overuse like that I well, well, yeah, yeah. But like some guys <laughs> talk about everything. They're like, yeah, I'm gonna drink this gimmick right here. Give me a second. Hold on. I'm like, it's water dude just say water like like because if you say grab me that gimmick over there i'm not gonna know what item you want me to grab could be anything (laughs) right exactly and so um i remember when i first started actually it took me the longest time to figure out what a gimmick was and i was like i mean i've heard it in character context but you're talking about a weapon now like what (laughs) like Cause I remember the dude, he was calling us. Was, I don't even know who it was, but they, I remember calling a match with a guy. It was like one of my first matches I ever had. And he goes, yeah, I'm gonna just grab your head and throw it in the gimmick right there. And uh, then we'll just move over here. And I was like, he's going to throw my head into what? And he was talking about the turnbuckle, like, like the, the pad. And I was like, I'm sitting here thinking I'm about to come out of this match looking like I just wrestled Nick Gage or something like I'm like oh my gosh like yeah when he said that yeah I'm gonna take your head and throw you in the gimmick there I was like oh my god like all right well we'll see how this one goes but we'll we'll find out what that is as it occurs (laughs) right right but yeah no I would probably say worker shoot or mark I mean you can be like you can be a mark for anything (laughs) yeah yeah like um yeah, like I'll just tell my girlfriend, yeah, yeah, I'm marked out for that song or something like that. And she just looks at me like, what? <laughs> like, what? Who's like, Mark? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who, who's this Mark now you keep talking about? <laughs> but no, she's caught on to a lot of the lingo. It's pretty funny. Like, even though it's not like wrestling lingo, um, <clears throat> she, me and her, like, we'll walk around our apartment and uh, do like the Chad Gable shoosh we'll walk around <laughs> the apartment doing that all day and our dog's just like all right bro like y'all chill like yeah. 
so it's not really wrestling lingo but we do the shoosh a lot that's fine it sometimes like those words and phrases and mannerisms just infiltrate oh yeah into your everyday speech oh yeah no she's she's definitely learned how to do a couple like uh wrestling moves and stuff like that because i'll just go and grab her wrist and do something she's like what are you doing to me as long as she sells for you she doesn't (laughs) she knows sells you she knows sells it because she's trying to figure out how to do it to me so then i have to oversell it (laughs) that's another word i use a lot is no sell like oh man they no sold me on that oh yeah yes yeah (laughs) I will say that. Yeah. Now that you bring all this up, it's like, now I'm thinking, yeah, I actually say that a lot too. So, but yeah. Like, yeah. I tried to ask them a question, but they just no sold me. Like, right. And I think it's one of those things, like it's become such a part of my vocabulary. I don't even realize like I'm actually saying this stuff. So there's a lot more that I'm missing. So <laughs> I realized it. Um, we, the local that I work with did a show we were all hanging out after the show and I was like I just like took a minute and like stepped out of like the circle of all of us talking and was like we make no fucking sense <laughs> no at all at all at all my girlfriend she's heard heard me like call matches and stuff like that and she's like I'm gonna just watch it and see what happens out there <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, part of wrestling is traveling Um, lots of travel involved in wrestling what do you listen to when you're traveling either music or podcasts or both yeah I try to do a little bit of both it kind of depends on what time I'm driving honestly like if it's late night I've got to have music Um, like if it's about 10 o'clock I'm coming back from a show which is never um because shows are usually going on um i typically try to do a podcast but if i'm traveling like one two in the morning i've got rock on um i'm not a big rock fan but it just so much is going on in that song i'm like awake um but like i do listen to a lot of uh podcasts um i have the sirius xm app so i'll listen to busted open uh talk is jericho um there's a couple like smaller podcasts um with scott armstrong um the armstrong avenue podcast um they're kind of newer and then um here oh you didn't know by uh road dog that one's pretty interesting too um i've actually had the pleasure of uh befriending um scott armstrong so it's super cool to kind of hear his um take on some things and uh like just the history of his family and everything that you really don't hear a lot about um with the armstrong family but um they talk about like a a lot of really cool like old school stuff which is what i'm into so uh, i find those pretty interesting so what would you say would be the most surprising song like that you was like on your playlist or if it like comes on when you're listening to stuff you're like oh turn it up and jam like what's what would be the one where like oh that let's see you know i i don't to me it's to me it's normal uh but let's you can call it a guilty pleasure if you want to yeah i um i wouldn't because i'm not ashamed of anything that i listen to and i listen to some weird stuff right me either like that's me like i listen to everything um let's see here 
Like I like listening. I found something uh, recently. It's called Postmodern Jukebox. Yeah. And I have like, it's kind of like jazz in a way, but I absolutely love like Postmodern Jukebox just because they take any song, especially Puddles the Clown. I like him. Um, but uh, yeah, I think. Let's see. I went through a postmodern jukebox phase at one point. Yeah, I feel like I don't really have anything that's like, oh, he listens to that. But yeah, like stuff like that. Like, um, oh, well, here's a five for fighting Superman. I do like that one. That one, I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like turn it up. That That is a good one right there. Interesting. So I'll probably say that one. Yeah, I'm like looking at my playlist and it's so like, they would ask, what's wrong with this guy? Like, there's rap, there's rock, there's that postmodern jukebox, there's <laughs> there's country, there's everything. Nice. Nice. And then Zach and Peps, they're trying to, or they've been trying to get me to, like, listen to uh, Dance Gavin Dance and stuff like that. I'll listen to it and everything, but I got to know the words to what I'm listening to to, like, really attract to it. Them two, they'll, they'll be screaming the words to it, and I'm like, how do y'all slow this down to even understand it? Like, but i do like the beats and stuff like that so <laughs> so with travel um i'm a snackosaurus rex i love snacks what are your go-to like road snacks oh lord um sugar-free red bull um and the complete opposite of sugar-free uh i enjoy a good snicker bar that and and then if there's like a qt or a racetrack open after a show i do the um i don't even know what they're called like the buffalo chicken um it's almost like a chicken stick almost but it's like like on the roller right yeah yeah like a roller food and it's like buffalo chicken that's pretty good yeah that or sunflower seeds i would say but snickers bar definitely i've got to have a snickers bar i don't know why but Anytime I'm in a storm, I'm like, oh man, I'm just grab one. One, one won't hurt. Because you're not yourself when you're hungry. Right, exactly. <laughs> but no. so, what is your favorite move to take, and what is your favorite move to give? Oh, man, you got the good questions. Thanks. These are things <laughs> that you don't really think about. Um, I would I would say my favorite move to take is a um, a backdrop, just because you don't really see them a lot anymore, and it's the easiest move that anyone can do. And um, I actually took one on Saturday because uh, I'm a big flare fan. So I'm like, yo, send me to the buckle. I'll eat it, feed out, and give me that backdrop. And the people popped, and then they're like, I was like, all right, well, we're doing our job. Yeah, I just that because you know it looks like you're going so high and you hit the mat and you can just come up and sell how you want because your selling tells that story. Um, and then the second move I will say that I like taking is the um, the flare bump of you know flip over the turnbuckle, go to the other buckle, go up, and they bill you off, and then you pretty much back bump. Um, I love those two just because they're old school and people enjoy it. Um, 
And then this is very controversial here that I like to take. And a lot of people don't understand why, but I don't mind getting chopped. And it's the psychological reason behind it is because everybody talks about how pro wrestling is uh, fake and, you know, everything that we do isn't real. But when you're a good heel and the fans want to see you get beat up, the first move that comes to my mind that fans know is real is a hand to the chest. Why? They can see the whelp of the handprint. So I'm like, you know, yeah, it hurts. But I'm like, at the same time, I'm making these people believe and I'm making these people invest in this match now because they're actually seeing me get beat up type deal. So that's my three. I know you only asked for one, but I'm gonna get, I gave you three. Well, um, that's fine. <laughs> and then my favorite move to give would probably be my, uh, what I call the twisted T. Um, it's my corkscrew neck breaker or moonlight drive like John Morrison used to do. Um, but yeah, just that one. Cause it's, it's a lot less than what it looks like, but it looks pretty cool. So that and the disaster kick, I'll say there's my two. So, um, part B, I guess, is you said you like to take chops. Top three worst people to get a chop from. Hurts the most. Like, sends it, like, all the way through you. Like, the three people you never want to get chopped by again. Well, see, that's rough because every time I wrestle these guys, I'm like, all right, yeah, I know it's coming. So, it is what it is. Um William Huckabee, um, Aaron Black, and Austin Towers. Austin killed me one time with, I mean, my soul left my body to the point of I lost my breath whenever he did it. Cause he, whew, we, cause we had it, and it was all because of the feud that we were having too. So it made sense. Him and Aaron are, were a tag team. So, but yeah. Those those three men, they know how to chop. Um, but uh, there's also a gentleman, his name's Jeter here in Georgia. Uh, I've never wrestled him, but if if I ever do, I will please don't chop. I will wear four polos that day. <laughs> I will wear four polos. The four will, polo chop. <laughs> I will make him work for that one. <laughs> So do you have any like pre-match rituals? Um, you know, when I do it, I just, um, I like to focus on the match at hand. Um, I try not to think a lot because the more you overthink that's, that's whenever everything goes South, um, in my opinion. Um, but I think definitely, um, for me, there's nothing special other than just uh, texting my girlfriend. Hey, I'm about to go on. Like that's my, that's my pre-match ritual. Make sure I got my spots down, text her. All right, let's go. Cause the moment I think too much, it's over. It's over. You, you'll see it in the ring. And that's what I hate. Just gotta let it happen and go with the flow. Right. Right. So um, every wrestler either has one or both of these stories. First, 
one, you have like a really good travel story or something really funny happened or really exciting happened or you almost died. Or B, you the getting there is fine. You get to the show, you're, you're maybe working in a new company. You get there and you go, what the fuck is this? So um, you can go ahead and censor names if you need to. But if you have one or both of those stories to share with me today. <laughs> so <laughs> this story <laughs> is a mix of both. <laughs> um, Two birds on stuff. <laughs> they're gonna, they are going to kill me for telling this because we were supposed to do some podcasts, but they never happened. And it's been forever since it happened. So you know what? We're spilling the tea here. Um, so the stack exclusive right exotic youth did dallas for wrestlemania weekend zach mosley is one who is never on time okay and so we we had planned before the trip hey we're gonna do a vlog we're gonna vlog because you know this is our first time like really traveling on an airplane to go wrestle you know this is a big deal for us we're gonna vlog so peps he stays the night at my house and um zach he had a late shift at work so he was like i'm just gonna meet y'all okay cool well me and peps get uh checked into TSA and I had a, um, a title on me at the point at that time. So I got pulled to the side and they went through my whole bag and everything did the whole, whole spiel on me. And we haven't heard from Zach and we're like, all right, bro. Like we our our flights in like an hour and Atlanta TSA, if you've ever been is the worst, the whole airport is the worst. Oh, it just sucks. Yeah. For it to be the busiest airport. <laughs> they need to get their shit together like i don't know what they do on the weekends or weekdays but they need to train um so it comes time they call us we're we board still no zach the door shuts and all i hear is zach mosley zach mosley i'm like so I got my little phone up because I'm vlogging. I'm like, okay, Zach's coming around the corner. I know it. And then the plane starts backing up. So me and Peps like look at each other like, well, here's this. Um, and so we were supposed to go meet some people um, and help set up GCW. And at the time, our Peps and I were younger. I just turned 25 in October. So neither one of us could get the rental car. So the rental car is under Zach's name. We paid Zach for this rental car. We're like, are you kidding me? Zach's not even coming on the trip now. Like, so we land in Dallas and we're like baffled that this is even happening. Like we knew and joked about that this was happening and then it happened. And so we get there. We're like, well, I guess we got an Uber. We got an Uber to GCW. So we go, we get there, and then the people that we were meeting and staying with, they're like, because um, we were with School of Morton, um, they invited us, and uh, we all stayed at an Airbnb with them. And they go, where's Zach? And I said, you better text him and ask him. So Zach luckily was able to get another flight 
but didn't get there until about an hour before the show that we were supposed to do that night. So we had helped set up GCW and then had to go to somewhere like on the outskirts of Fort Worth and do a show. Did um, you do like the stuff at, um, in Arlington? There was like a bunch it, of VFW shows. It may have been that. Uh, it was DFW. Um, DFW All Pro where like Braun Strowman and EC3 and all of those guys with Control Your Narrative um, showed up and Gallows and Anderson were on there. Um, so it was a pretty stacked card. Uh, really fun audience and everything. But the whole time, I mean, we were just screwing with Zach texting him like i mean pranking him the whole time to where the, he was like freaking out like we were telling him yo like ricky's not gonna let you stay at the airbnb because like you were supposed to be here at this time like it was like all going south for him um but yeah so finally zach lands and everything so we're like okay cool like the, the band's back together had a great show um <laughs> and then a couple of days later um let me tell you this first zach and peps were trained by robert gibson um so they you know ricky uh morton and robert they uh they they know us like like we're their boys so we walk in to wrestlecon and they're at the hotel bar and so they're like hey boys come on over come on over have some drinks so we're like all right cool so we sit down and tommy wildfire rich is there and a few other people and um they introduce us to like their sponsors almost um and they're like yeah they're paying for the table so get what you want and impact was having a show that night at wrestlecon so we had drank with them or whatever and then we went to the show well one of the hotel staff taps zach and is like hey i need you for a minute um can you walk with me to the bar and he's like sure so me and pep sit down and we're just enjoying the show or whatever well little did we know zach is getting interrogated because the guys who were supposed to pay the tab disappeared no card on file and the tab was like thirty five hundred dollars right um and so yeah like luckily the tab ended up getting paid but it was like they ended up getting me and peps and yeah, we were scared. We thought we were fixing to go to jail. So that was our uh, WrestleMania story. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, can't wait for LA <laughs> part two. Are you, are you going to Mania yeah. LA? Yeah, we plan on it. Um, we, uh, we're about to start reaching out to a lot of the promotions and stuff like that. Cause um, we're newer to the WrestleMania weekend thing. So we don't really know when they start booking shows or anything. So if you got any leads, let us know. <laughs> get them, get them bookings and signings. Right. Um, I'll be there. So awesome. I sincerely hope I was in Dallas too. Um, I sincerely hope we run into each other. Yes. Yes. We'll have to make it a point to. Yes. I, 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 I've been very fortunate that I've been able to meet a lot of the people that I've been able to interview. It oh, makes me very awesome. happy to do so. Yeah, um, awesome. So I, I hope that someday we run into each other. That would really right. make me very happy. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Do you have any hidden talents? 
hidden talents. I mean, it's not really hidden, um, but I used to sing in like a youth band um, before I was re- a wrestler. So um, there's that. Um, you can catch us karaoke at any uh, drunken night after a show if we ever have them anymore. But after COVID, it kind of quit. But yeah, I, I-, I love the karaoke. I guess you could say that. It's my hidden talent. Nice. <laughs> nice. What's your go-to karaoke jam? Oh, Lord. This is the one that's probably going to be like, th- this kind of goes back to the question you asked earlier. Um, so Kenny Chesney's, uh, she thinks my tractor's sexy. That's, <laughs> that, that is my go-to. I can totally see that for you. Yeah. And if you're ever wondering, Zach Mosley's is lips of an angel. <laughs> But I'll do a cheap plug here. If you want to hear me sing, there is a match with me and Chalance Royal um, at GIPW in uh, Macon, Georgia. There's a match on YouTube uh, where I actually do some karaoke in the middle of the match because her her whole gimmick is she's you know an opera singer and everything like that. So I was just you know you know she's not the only one that can sing in this business. I'm gonna show her up. So if you ever want to hear me sing, that's the uh, that that's the show to watch so my second to this is you said that you were in a a youth band is there anything like recorded on youtube or spotify or anything that we can listen to i can either confirm nor deny (laughs) oh that means there is and you don't want to tell me you'll never find it (laughs) i will mission my like mission now is to get that out of you so that i can listen to it Mm yeah that's a rough one that's uh like let's see i was probably like 13 14 when i did that so yeah it was a uh, christian music of course it was <laughs> so it was like very flip-flop from you know the things i do now so <laughs> hmm. you can you like so you can just go ahead and message me on twitter and you okay. can tell me what it is I, if I can find the link to the video, I definitely will. I don't even know whose thing it's under. I think it's honestly like um, a Facebook video. I don't even know if it's on YouTube, so I'll have to try to find it. That would be super dope. I would. That would be wonderful. I would enjoy that greatly. Right. You just can't share it. That's the only thing. I would never. If you tell me not to share something, fun fact, I will absolutely give it to myself. Why? Because I like to know all the good stuff. And people are only going to tell you the good stuff if you keep your mouth shut. No, that's very true. That's a good good way to look at things like that. I like to know things. I don't care if anybody else knows things. (laughs) Looking out for number one. Right. If you could go back in time, what would you tell a 10-year-old version of yourself? I'll ask this. Am I just going back to kind of, you know, talk to my 10-year-old self or am I able to rearrange some of the things? I mean, just impart some wisdom upon your 10-year-old self. That's like, hey, watch out for that tree or yeah. whatever. Like, um, by all means. You know, I, I would definitely tell myself uh, start wrestling sooner. 
<laughs> um, but no, I would just tell, tell myself, honestly, just like, even though it's very vague, just keep your head up. Um, don't, don't let the small things bother you and just be prepared. And that's what I would say. Just, just be prepared. <laughs> so if there was a Bryce Cannon scented candle, what would it smell like? Ooh. Hmm. Wow. These questions, these are good. These make you think. Thanks. These aren't your typical uh, wrestling podcast <laughs> questions. And I like that. Um, Thank you. I try not to make them the typical wrestling podcast question because everyone would, always complains about it on Twitter. <laughs> you know, I would definitely say a black cherry hard seltzer. Nice. Be a nice like scent of a candle. I don't know what it, it would smell like, but it would embody you. Right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That because it's a good time. You know, it, the, the, it would hit you slowly, but you would definitely get that black cherry after a while. Nice. Yeah, I'm for that. <laughs> so what is the biggest animal that you could take in a fight with just your hands, no weapons? And you can pretend it's attacking you if that makes you feel better about it. I can barely handle my Frenchie right now. Um, <laughs> the biggest animal. Hmm. I would probably say just like a um, like a monkey, I guess. You know, they're they're kind of the same size as us, so I feel like I would be able to at least take a monkey down. Mm. They're You're optimistic, they're, I think. They're but... creepy, but yeah. Well, sometimes... is there is what as I say? Really, it depends on like what like what kind of monkey. You know, I was thinking like that old like PBS show like Zabumafu, but he's a lemur, so maybe like one of those like a lemur. A lemur? Okay. Yeah. Is that a monkey? Yeah. No. Or are they their own thing? They're their own thing. Um, uh, <laughs> that just showed you how much I know and paid attention. So we have a zoo here. <laughs> and it's a good zoo. And they have lemurs. And so. Nice. Yeah. No, the, I always like that show. So probably one of those things. You could make like monkeys, they have like crazy strength. Like back in the day, like there was one where like a lady had one as a pet and it like ripped her face off. Yeah. I wasn't like, thinking like an ape or anything like that. Like just like the, uh, like, a, like the kind of the ones that you see on TikTok, like the handheld ones, like they can wear like a little diapers. <laughs> a handheld monkey. <laughs> like a handheld monkey. <laughs> you know, you got your teacup chihuahuas and then your handheld monkeys. <laughs> See, now this is what you're going to have to clip. This is what you're going to have to clip and put on Twitter. Like it's a Game Boy. Like, like hey, I've got my monkey right here. Like, handheld monkey. Like, I'll be here all day. <laughs> you got, got your apes, got your handheld monkeys. <laughs> And your lemurs. <laughs> that was a good one, then. If this was Family Feud, you would definitely be a good answer. Good answer. Don't like it. Mm -hmm. Ooh, so 
every now and again somebody like i like i told you earlier i generally find everything really funny right and like i am very prone to fits of laughter this happens with some frequency um <laughs> it makes me feel good that i pick good people to interview right yeah that are funny that make me laugh and we, just we, like break we, me we all need a good laugh every day <laughs> I feel. absolutely so um how do you take your pancakes what do you like in them and on them let's see this is where i gotta turn completely heel on you I'm don't you do it person. don't you oh, the pain <laughs> interview over <laughs> yeah um no i mean if i had to i guess yes um, you have to chocolate chip okay sugar-free syrup okay so it's really about waffles, about, about waffles mm. waffles are a little classist don't you think no not at all have you ever been to a waffle house Unfortunately, full of class. But (laughs) do you make waffles at home? Does and like you have to have a whole specific machine dedicated solely to waffles? Correct. They sell them at Walmart for like ten bucks now, and they're mini. But like pancakes, you can make with just a hot flat surface. The okay, you know what? You have to take. I take my. my uh, chocolate chip statement back how i like pancakes is like the little pancake sausage sticks that is how i like my pancakes that is the only time i eat pancakes really so yeah that's so nice. you like it is like a corn dog yeah with, you, with like sausage yeah. yeah no they're delicious yeah that's how i you, like them. you used to get like when i back in the olden days when i went to school like that was always right, the best yeah. breakfast. Yeah. Like the first time that I ever had one was actually at my granddad's house. Like they just had them in their freezer and they were like, here's your breakfast. And I was like, what is it? Corn dogs are breakfast. Nice. I'm like, why is it sweet? But yeah. So that's how I like my pancakes. Acceptable answer. That is the answer. <laughs> that is the only <laughs> answer. Other than I guess chocolate chip ones that I gave you earlier, but. Use the W word though. Not a fan. See, that wasn't in the disclaimer you said earlier though. So I mean that's true. <laughs> I I didn't specifically I, I like to watch, I guess it's like I like to have you dig your own hole when it comes to that sort of thing. Uh, and that's why you asked that question. Because you're like, okay, this thing's going really good. All right, now we're gonna see if we're gonna go that extra 20 minutes or not. <laughs> <laughs> Take it home, brother. Right. <laughs> right so allow me to take you on a little journey like in your mind so imagine you if you will that you are at the grocery store supermarket whatever you call it and you're hungry and you want something to eat and you decide i know you said that you're not really a sweets guy but in this instance you decided you wanted something sweet so you're like boop booping down the aisles and you go down the cookie aisle and you're like cookies hell yeah who doesn't love cookies but you don't want you don't want like chips ahoy you don't want like the milano cookies no 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 you want america's favorite cookie which is the oreo so you go to the section with all the oreos and there's all the different flavors but you don't want any different flavors you want a chocolate cookie with a white cream center but you still have options so 
You're picking fins all day. I was so happy when they came out with fins. I knew where you were going with this. My girlfriend, she likes the uh, double stuff. So that's the right answer. That's the yeah. incorrect answer. That is the only fins. correct answer. Fins. Wow, you really, you really had like a strong first like three quarters. <laughs> really, really healing it up here in the last quarter. Look, I told you, I said this is where I turned full heel on you, but this is me. <laughs> like fins, fin Oreos are ten times better than double stuffed or regular. You can put that on my tombstone when I pass. Like you can feel free to be wrong about that. I think my connections Luke. <laughs> no, done with this shit. No. We're almost we're almost done anyway. That's why I saved the questions for last. That no, way we don't fence. have too much further to deal with. Oh, oh <laughs> De- terrible. Definitely fence. Wow. I was really I was really excited. I was like, I was like, oh, this guy's really fun. Like I was really excited until the last five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's usually how things go with me. That's yeah, always the last five minutes. <laughs> Have to check with your opponents on that. <laughs> like, where are we at, kid? <laughs> <laughs> so now that you've just botched those two questions, third time's a charm. So uh, this question comes from Vic. He was our is our VIP when we did lives. He would always ask this question. Since we don't do live interviews anymore, um, I asked this question on his behalf. So, who do you think has the best gear of all time? Oh, my goodness. I would say me. Um, um, hmm. I'm going to go John Morrison. The Shaman of Sexy. That's my answer. Like, his his pants are unmatched. He does like, have. I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big, I guess I should... You know, disclaimer, I'm a big like rhinestone fan. So so yeah, his the, the like I don't know. If you're if your gear sparkles, you got me. <laughs> like either him or Robert Rude. Whenever Robert Rude used to do like the really sparkly trunks and knee pads, those would be my two. Nice. That's definitely are... in AEW now, Ricky Starks. Hmm. See, I got options. Other well, than the Oreos, that, that there's no other option with that. But Ricky Starks, John Morrison, or Bobby Root. Those are decent choices. Those are decent choices. So, um, do you have any upcoming shows that you can tell us about? Ooh, do I? Um, are we are we closing out? You know, 2022, or are we opening the door to? 2023 because whatever you want to tell me about look exotic youth we haven't announced them yet but have taken quite a few bookings in 2023 but um when will this air that way i don't in the past or something (laughs) we are recording this on december 6th it will air next week wednesday so a week from tomorrow okay so um well since they know it's not live um, this Friday, December 9th, I've got Southern Honor Wrestling um, as I'll take on Cyrus the Destroyer. Um, and then let's see, got to look at the calendar. Um, the next weekend, um, 
let's see, December 18th. That's going to be a busy day for me. I'll have district championship wrestling in Atlanta on uh, 1 p.m. And then I have to go down to Warner Robins, Georgia for GIPW, um, which is about a two-hour drive. So, so that'll be a busy day. And that's going to close out my uh, December. Um, very uh, short month for me with wrestling, which um, I tend to take these November and December um, very lightly. Uh, whenever it comes to wrestling just because i do like spending time with family and stuff like that wow priorities (laughs) if not i get a slap on the hand you know (laughs) but uh no family first i will say that because without their support i wouldn't be where i'm at so um but then i mean january i mean we're we're pretty booked up um trying to see if there's any shows that uh you know have allowed us to talk about them but no um all of my january is filled up right now so i'm very blessed with that um friday saturday and sundays so i am so yeah so that'll be a lot of fun so hopefully you'll get to catch me in a show near you um because there are a few shows i think um we got north carolina in there south carolina georgia florida alabama um so yeah quite a few states in there where are you from i live in nebraska oh god okay um <laughs> maybe not maybe you want to travel i don't know Let's come to georgia i do a lot of traveling <laughs> catch us on iwtv with the the southern honor gig and everything like that but um but yeah no um we're trying to branch out um i really want to get into jersey so that's going to be my goal for 2023 so I know a few um, like wrestling open, um, which Thursdays are hard for me, especially with the shoot job. Um, but, you know, at some point I'm just going to have to kick that to the curb and realize, you know, let's go full circle with this. So, Fantastic. Well, where can people find you on social media? Um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, fan page, um, YouTube, Twitch. We have Patreon, OnlyFans, TikTok, merch store, whatever you have, plug it off. Yeah, um, no OnlyFans. Uh, I don't, I, like I said, I can barely do Twitter. So, um, but yeah, no, I'm on Twitter, uh, Real Bryce Cannon. Um, that's also my Instagram. I think there may be an underscore after it. Um, but then Facebook, just look up Bryce Cannon. There's a fan page and a personal page that you can uh, friend me at or follow me on the fan page. Um, I've got a YouTube channel. I'm slowly working on that. Um, like I said, I'm not the best with this technology stuff. So, uh, getting that, um, I really liked putting out the, uh, YouTube shorts. Those have done really well for me here recently. Um, so getting in the groove of doing that, um, but then pro wrestling tees, uh, you can look us up under exotic youth and it'll be all three members, Zach Mosley, Pepperbottom, and myself. Um, we have one team shirt on there and then individual shirts. So, um, right now that is all the spots you can. I do have a Twitch account. Couldn't tell you the username or anything like that. I did it for an interview. So we'll have to figure out how to do that one as well. But, um, there is a, an app it's called IWN app. Um, and what they are is they are a Georgia based, um, promotion, and so they're reaching out, uh, getting other independents on, um, but you can watch wrestling. You can watch interviews, um, you know, a lot of cool stuff going on there. So you can catch a lot of our work on there. Uh, we work a lot with them uh, out of main event wrestling. 
um, here in Georgia. So uh, that's kind of a lot of, of where you can see our stuff and then do merch and social medias. Awesome. Well, um, even though you, you know, dropped off a little bit in, in the last quarter there, um, it was really fun talking with you. I really hope for the best. I hope that I am able to see you in LA. So right. yeah. Yeah, no, if you're watching this and have any connections to uh, any promotions in LA, hitch a a boy up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, once again, thank you so much, Bryce, for hanging out with me. Make sure to follow Bryce Cannon everywhere. Bryce Cannon is. This has been The Stack. I'm Val Pancakes. Big thank you to Wrestling Over Everything and Table Bump for sponsoring the Bald Monkeys and The Stack. And thank you for tuning in and thank you, Bryce, for hanging out. Of course. Anytime. I'll bring the thin Oreos. All yours.